Hey everyone, Mike here. So as I'm putting together this week's episode, I thought I would try something a little different just to kind of drum up a little interest in the Patreon. And I think we're going to do this like once a month is we're going to post like a, you know, 10 minute clip of the bonus show for the month here ahead of say like maybe the last episode of the month. So this is just like a 10 minute snippet from what Lindsay and I did on Krampus. I will spare you like the four minute long commercial on why you should become a Patreon. Um, Needless to say, you can go right to the show notes and click www.patreon.com slash pod and the pendulum. And for as little as two bucks a month, you will have access to the complete episode. We have other tiers above and beyond that. But again, every dollar you spend goes back to supporting this show. So enjoy this little exclusive clip from our bonus episode, and then we'll be back in about 24 hours with our latest full-length episode, which is on Final Destination 3, with guests Ryan Larson and BJ Colangelo. Enjoy. this point i would put on trick-or-treat before john carpenter's halloween if i could only pick one to watch during the halloween season i think it just oh encapsulates the holiday so well and part of that is like i've seen john carpenter's halloween a million times at this point um but i think that movie represents the holiday just so so well so it was really exciting to see what he was going to do uh with the christmas movie and to your point like the first third of this movie is straight comedy. It is like straight holiday cliche mm-hmm. comedy. And it's yeah. so cliche that you don't even know if it's cliche. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like it's so on the nose that yes. you're almost like, I don't, if you, if you walk in not knowing what you're getting yourself into, if you haven't seen trick or treat mm-hmm. uh, or you just like, you know, maybe saw one trailer, um, you don't it's so on the nose that it almost is just like okay like I didn't even pick up on the fact that it was kind of camp I just was like oh this is a standard holiday movie and let's see what you know okay and to your point well I'll say this like before we get to that um one of the things that Doherty has said like I was watching some of the making of featurettes and his discussion of the movie and he's like I really wanted to create like a classic movie in the vein of like a poltergeist or a gremlins like he's like i'm a child of the 80s those are the movies i loved growing up and they're classics um and that's really what his intention was with krampus and i will save our answers for it till the end of the discussion but i am wondering like did he succeed in that goal because one of the hard things is like yeah i don't know when you say um, and I'm a pro wrestling fan. And he, one of the cliches is like, if someone says you get two great wrestlers, like Ric Flair and say Shawn Michaels in their primes and say, it's going to be a five-star classic. It generally is not because the expectations are so high. Like yeah. classics tend to just emerge on their own. Um, 
not everybody can be Babe Ruth calling their shot. So I want to see if at the end, like, do we feel like he achieved that goal of a real classic movie? To your point, it's not just like a horror movie midway through. It is dark. It is pitch black. They do some things in movies that you never ever see done, like things that are pretty taboo. They get away with in a PG-13 movie. Um, mm-hmm. And that's one of the things about it. like this can be considered like a family horror movie. And it is like you mentioned your friend. This is the first movie I recommend to someone who says like, I'm looking for uh, and my um, counterpart yesterday texted me like at it, it, it work like, hey, thinking of like a horror movie Christmas theme, what should I watch? And I recommended Krampus first. And then like if you Gremlin second and then mm-hmm. Black Christmas, the original third. I'm like, if you want something really dark and weird with a different pace to it, that's the best Christmas horror movie ever. But Krampus would be my first choice. Because it's almost darker than something like Black Christmas Mm -hmm. in a weird way, because Black Christmas is a slasher, right? Mm -hmm. So like slashers can and cannot be dark. Obviously, there are, you know, in the newest Black Christmas, there are certain themes. Oh, actually, all Black Christmas movies Mm -hmm. have, or actually the first and the third Black Christmas movie um, both have very heavier themes. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they're still slasher movies. So you kind of like go into a slasher like, okay, weather's gonna be dark. Like, yeah, people are gonna get sliced up. But like, that's not necessarily what you think of as like pitch black. As we're like, this is pitch black. Like, it's so it's such a different level of horror that you're like, you don't even see it coming because it's like Adam Scott being this like kind of shitty dad right Mm -hmm. at like textbook like Mr. McAllister textbook like the purge dad to like textbook dad I'm I thought you weren't working this Christmas dad is a bad dad I don't think he's a bad dad I don't even think that like Adam Scott's character is a bad dad Mm -hmm. I think it's just like that trope of the like dad whose kids want more love because they Mm -hmm. work too much and it's like such a classic classic trope i kind of like that tony collette's character also is kind of busy with work and super mm-hmm. tightly wound or she's just super tightly wound i guess yeah. but there's you know the the dad who's just i'm not gonna make your baseball game son because i'm working and oh you're mm-hmm. working on the holidays it's like such a typical right uh inciting thing and he goes from being like the absent dad to like holy shit i gotta pull my kid out of a chimney so this guy he doesn't get eaten exactly <laughs> like, yep you know, there's that line early, early, early in the movie when he takes the phone call from work and Tony Collette is like, hey, I thought you weren't working over the holiday. And he gets immediately defensive. He's like, I said, I'm not traveling, but I still have to take some calls. Like, you yeah. know, and it sucks. Like, the, And he had just made a point to say how um, the relatives are going to arrive like any minute, you know? So it's not like there's not stuff to get done at that point. And you can see where the priorities are. Um, in that moment and even in like Christmas vacation where his work is a plot point but not necessarily how busy he is Mm -hmm. like that's not even his character even in Christmas vacation you're getting the like dad's dealing with work stuff on Mm -hmm. Christmas it's like such a like typical I mean this movie really covers it all the tightly wound mother who loves Christmas but everything Mm -hmm. has to be perfect so it's not it's not what everyone wants the dad who's busy at work the kid who just wants more love and loves and still believes Santa, even though he's a little bit older, the sister who's busy with her boyfriend, like they're all there. Mm-hmm. Like you could even swap this out. Like, again, mm-hmm. you could swap this out with the purge and you could swap this out with home alone, which is like wild that it kind of fits both because mm-hmm. it's such a typical trope family from a movie. So it's like, Oh, 
you know, it's kind of silly and it's going to be a little sad because the loopy grandmother might do something weird. And then it's like, no, JK, this gingerbread's going to murder some kid. Yeah, you're <laughs> going to get swallowed whole by a murderous jack in the box. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Oh my God, it's so scary. Even as you said it, I got scared. <laughs> I have a thing for, we'll talk more about it. I have a thing about like things that are animated, but have a static face. Like there's something that's so unnerving about that. Um it's crazy. Um, so we'll, we'll start at the very beginning because we're talking about like the comedy aspect of the movie. Um, and I'll wait till you can unmute because your dogs I'm are fine. in the background. Or I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just trying to mitigate dogs. the dog okay. sound. And we are a very dog-friendly show. So if they speak <laughs> up, it's totally fine. Um, it's, just, it's just the bells. It's just Christmas okay. bells. I think it's, it, you know, it adds to the festiveness of the season. Um, I, as an ex reap, I, I worked from like 20 years old to probably 30 years old in consumer electronics retail. And mm-hmm. that opening scene hits on so many levels. Oh, yeah. um, just the choice of music. I think the choice of music there is so perfect where you have, it's beginning like Bing Crosby's, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas and for a lot of us, like that is what Christmas looks like. It looks like people just fighting in stores over the last 40 inch television. Last Turbo Man doll. Exactly. <laughs> um, it is the bored look at the look of misery on everybody's face when they're standing in crowded lines under like the hot retail lights. It is like just being jostled and pushed and then being a retail, like an underpaid, overworked, retail employee that is just like being completely trampled over and taken advantage of i i'll share one quick not even retail story because i had after i quit doing retail the day after thanksgiving in america we call it black friday for our non-american listeners um (laughs) we're basically and it was even not as bad then as it is now like back then stores opened maybe at like four or five in the morning versus like we're going to open at 5 p.m. on Thanksgiving because why wouldn't our employees want to spend the day with their family? Um, But I'm like, you know, I've never been on the other side of Black Christmas. I'm going to go to like Best Buy at like five in the morning and just pick up some like DVDs and video games just to see what it's like. Oh, yeah. And I remember it being the most miserable experience. And this woman kept jamming her cart into the back of me during like in line like she just kept like hitting me with her cart and I remember like hey ma'am like the line's moving slow can you just can you please not like hit me with your cart and she kept doing it and after like I usually pretty patient pretty kind it's part of like being a therapist you have to be empathetic (laughs) I have a breaking point and when I break when I cross it I get really vicious so she did it again and again like similar to the story I told in our final destination two store I turned around I looked at this woman I'm like ma'am if you hit me with that cart one more fucking time I will drop you in the middle of the store I promise you well it's just like I mean yikes (laughs) but yeah I actually did Black Friday do not threaten to hit women (laughs) in the store people sorry but listen um, I did Black Friday one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't have, well, we now have Black Friday in Canada, mm-hmm. but it's not the same thing. We have Boxing Day, which is very similar. And it's, it's the day after yeah. Christmas. 
Mm -hmm. um, very similar idea. Mm -hmm. But I was living, I lived in Windsor for a few years. We were right on the border of Detroit. So we went to Detroit. My friend Nicole and I went to Detroit for Boxing Day or for uh, Black Friday. And we waited outside the mall. And what's funny is that the movie theater was open. So it, mm -hmm. I guess it like went, it started at midnight. And we were like, this will be fun. Mm -hmm. So we went and everyone was lining outside the mall and I was like, let's go to the movie theater and like eat some popcorn because there's like mm -hmm. an entrance to the mall. Like, why would we wait outside? It was freezing. All right. Well, if you want the conclusion of that story, you're just going to have to become a Patreon if you subscribe today for as little as two bucks, you will get all of the Krampus episode as well as our bonus shows on 976 Evil. It follows The Color Out of Space and The House on Haunted Hill. We're doing an, at least one new show every month. Heading into 2021, we're going to be doing uh, Odds and Ends where we kind of pick up on some things we may have missed on our main feed. Uh, we'll be doing director's commentaries as maybe even doing some other really cool things there for our subscribers. Every penny you spend goes back to supporting the show. And again, you can become a Patreon right now by going to patreon.com slash pod and the pendulum hope you enjoyed this little clip we hope you subscribe please rate and review us over on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your show and have a great week